is illiterature. Oh, are we starting? <laughs> I don't know. We should. We're just going to catch up. I know. We're just going to hang out. We're just ready, ready to maybe pop on some Crash Bandicoot. Oh my god, right. Mm. Oh yeah, so this is illiterature. The, it sure is. The podcast where we tell you what you can pretend to know. Yeah, or we tell you what we pretend to know, and then you can do it with what, no, do you, with it what you, you will. You know it. I, well, I, I look, know it. as of about like an hour ago. That's not true. She's well rehearsed. <laughs> She's so smart. She's Thank read you. all of this. Thank you. Okay. I have. I've written all of this. So let's discover together what it what I wrote. Little Women. Little written, Women. Written by Louisa May Alcott. Um, Full disclosure. Mm-hmm. I did read this in the fifth grade. Oh wow, but... that's a long time ago. Okay. All right. I don't need a reminder. No, no, no. I feel like that's young, though, to be like reading Little Women. It seems to me it's. I was a. I was like a smart child that then turned into like a complacent adult. Uh, <laughs> you know the, uh, the slippery of the slipperiest of slopes. You know when you're like a really smart kid and you're like I can coast through this. <laughs> I have to try. And then you you do and you don't. <laughs> um, yeah, the first like serious book I read was in fifth grade. It was. To Kill a Mockingbird. Oh my god. Yeah. Did you enjoy it as yes. a fifth grader? Oh, good. That's a good book. I was going to say movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's both. Um, yeah. yeah. But no, I don't, I don't remember. think I ever read that. Or I read segments from it, maybe. But yeah, so I read it, but I don't remember it. Okay. Like, I don't even remember what happened like last month. So. Yeah. It's fine. That's relatable. Little Women. Little, wi- little Women. All I know that's is... That's my rap name. Little Oh my god, that's so good! <laughs> uh, Listen up, folks. It's the place to be. I'm gonna read you a story about Meg, Joe, Beth, and Amy. Ah, uh, alright. I got there. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was... A, it's hard though. It's garden path. But you've seen you've seen the new movie with Timothy Chalamet. I sure have. Have you? No, I have not oh yet. Gosh. I know. I'm really excited. Oh my gosh. So you have to tell me who what now actor I feel a bit is guilty. playing what character? Sure, sure, sure. I feel a little bit guilty for like spoiling it <laughs> in a lot of ways. Like I, yeah, I, no, I, I know. I mostly remember what happened because in Friends, you know when um. Rachel gets Joey to read Little Women, and Joey gets Rachel to read The Shining. Oh, no. And, like, I mean, I they never... spoil it for each other. So oh, I remember that. Okay. Like, I know who dies. Like, someone's we always got to yeah, die. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Someone well, that, dies. That, that's not so much, yeah, at issue. Okay, so I guess we'll start. Sure. The beginning of this story takes place in the midst of the Civil War in the States. So, like, mid-1800s-ish. It was published in 1868, so I guess around then. In a new neighborhood based loosely on Concord in Massachusetts, apparently. So yeah, they're in Massachusetts. <laughs> 1800s, Massachusetts. Yeah. Got it. So it's big hoop skirts. Nice. But like like hair that loops and covers your ear. Why are they covering the ear? I don't know. I always find it a little weird. Like they look like kind of like floppy eared dogs. Oh. No. <laughs> no I, don't, I don't think I don't think it's particular. Like I don't I don't. Thing. I'll have to look at it. I don't want to have sex with a dog. <laughs> you heard it here. First. <laughs> she does not want to have sex with a dog. I, I don't. Con- and I don't, don't know why anyone would. <laughs> Please. <laughs> don't add her. How she many, doesn't want to fuck a dog. How many communities can I anger with that statement? Probably more than you'd think. Yikes. So we open with the titular... I don't know if we should keep any of that. We <laughs> open with the titular little women. Ah, oh, the little women. Uh, who are Meg, who is 16, Joe, who is 15. Wait. Yes. Who's Meg in the movie? Emma oh. Watson. Okay. Joe, who is 15, Shursa Ronan. Mm-hmm. 
Beth, who was 13. Oh my god, what's her name? Florence? No, the other one. I know her. Yeah, who the fuck is the other one? Gosh, she's she was in Sharp Objects. She um Sharp Odd um She's like an Amy up, Adams? She's like an up and comer. No, the other the, the, <laughs> the one that played Amy Adams' little sister. Little Amy. <laughs> little Amy, no, this is Beth. Um she always shit, who is she? You can Google it. Yeah. Eliza Scanlon. Can I see what she looks like? She's a ginger in this movie, but she's not always a ginger. Oh. You know yeah. her? Yeah. And then Florence Pugh is Amy, the youngest, who's 12. So it's... 12? Yeah. But Meg, who... You see their whole life. Oh. So it's like they cast, like, the early 20s and just, like, like, please believe us. <laughs> <laughs> That's, like, so much of filmmaking. Please believe us. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, still not as bad as Grease somehow. Oh, we were just talking about Grease really? and how much I did not like it. Oh, well, when I was didn't, the first time you saw it? I never watched it as a child, okay. so I watched it as an adult, and I couldn't even get through it, because oh. I couldn't get over how everyone looked like they were 30. Or 40. Yeah. Yeah. And just the, the rapey vibes of the yeah. song. The, um, yeah, tell and I was like... More, tell me, yeah. Yeah, the, um, did she <laughs> put up a fight? I'm like... Exit. <laughs> <laughs> Control out. Yeah, and I knew like what the ending was with the car and her being all hot and and like smoking a cigarette. And he was mm-hmm. like, "Finally, I can fuck her." <laughs> and I was like, oh, "All right." Sometimes that's what it takes. <laughs> Just a bit of like latex. No, oh gosh, it would have been sweaty. Can you imagine? Like, I bet Olivia Newton-John smells nice. In but not in that scene she did Possibly not. That might have been it. That might have been the, the tipping point. Of, of her B.O. <laughs> Just that scene. No, like, she smells nice, but... Uh, uh. All right. Usually, yeah. Um, so, so Meg, 16. Joe, 15. Beth, 13. Amy, 12. Okay. Meg, Emma Watson, <laughs> Joe, Joe Beth, Beth, Eliza, Eliza. Skin, and Amy, Florence. You. They live with their mother, who they call Mommy, spelled M-A-R-M-E-E. What? M-A-R-M-E-E. I know, I hate it too, but I guess it's like... Marmy. Marmy. <laughs> and they write it like that, like it's her name, but I think it's Marmy. just like Mommy, right? Marmy. <laughs> That's like haunted. Marmy. The way you said it just then was haunted. It was like you were like standing at the end of a really long corridor. <laughs> Marmy, may I have sandwich? <laughs> Marmy, um, Marmy. And so they me. live with their mum, but not their dad, because at the moment he's serving in the Union Army. That's the good guys. I mean, good for him. Um, as an army chaplain, so he was like too old to actually serve in the army. So he's gone, gone in as a as a priest for. Ah, uh, yeah. He's the guy that like in the field just blesses all the dead people. <laughs> yeah and the, and the living ones i presume whatever don't no time <laughs> yeah um this is the girl's first christmas without their dad oh, no. and they're pretty bummed especially because they've been told they can't afford presents this year oh apparently he they used to be like gentlemen he used to be a gentleman but he lost all their money somehow by giving it away because he's like a good guy but or something like that it was based on louisa alcott's real dad who did do that who like lost all their money on transcendentalism or something don't ask me to explain Tran- it oh. yeah <laughs> Tran- <laughs> can't even say it <laughs> they've got a dollar each 
And they want one dollar. One dollar each. Thank you, Marmy. <laughs> <laughs> and they each want to get themselves something. Meg wants nice clothes. Joe wants a book. Beth wants music, um, as in like sheet music. Um, and Amy wants new drawing pencils. But they eventually all agree that they're going to buy presents for their mother instead. Oh, I know. Little women, more like little angels. Okay, that's better than what I had, which was nothing. <laughs> that night, their mum comes home and reads a letter from their father. Oh, who, no. Who reminds them to be dutiful to their mom and good. So when he returns, he can be, quote, prouder than ever of my little women. There's my little the title. <laughs> Dad said it. Darty. <laughs> <laughs> Marmy and Nardy. Fuck. <laughs> oh my god. Um, okay, so it's Christmas morning, and all the girls find books under their pillows, bound in their own special colors. Like they're color coded for your convenience, which I think is really good. That's really good. Um, like so I can Joe's see my red. reflection in the microphone, and it's really trippy. But um, you don't have to look at it. Ah. Should we cover you up like a like a bird? <laughs> <laughs> so <don't> <laughs> okay. You just go quiet. Joe, yeah, she's got like a red one. Amy's got a the blue shorsi. one. Shorsi. 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 <laughs> Amy's Florence. Pug. Pug. And I think the book is Pilgrim's Progress by John Bunyan, um, which is like, like an they allegorical. They all got the same book? Yeah, they each got their own copy. Um, oh. which is like an allegorical novel about a character named Christian who has to climb up a hill called Difficulty and gets captured by a giant named Despair and stuff like that until he finally gets to heaven. Why can't they get five different books and then switch them around? Um, I think it, cause it, like, it could also be the Bible. Like, I, the, she, she talks about Pilgrim's Progress a lot, but I can't remember her actually saying they each had a copy of Pilgrim's Progress, but it was for their Pilgrim's Progress, so... Like the the idea of the book is it's like a metaphor, yeah, and and like a guide to to being a good Christian a good kind book. of thing. This is surprisingly Christian. It was surprising. To, it probably shouldn't have been surprising to me, but like the movies are quite secular the way they deal with it, and this is very sort of instructive. Now we and need to watch the movie for um, research. Yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So Alcott actually refers to that book a lot. Apparently. The girls used to play Pilgrim's Progress, so they've all read this book mm. um, in the past, or been told the story in the past. And they used to play Pilgrim's Progress and climb up from the basement to the attic and like dress up as pilgrims and have little knapsacks. And oh, yeah, that's cute. That really peaked. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> all the girls swear that oh. they'll work on a particular floor of their own. So, like, m- their mom's giving this book as, like, you know, like, work on yourselves, Christian style. And they're like, yeah, we will. <laughs> so, Meg wants to be less vain. Um, wait, Joe wait. Meg. Emma Eliza. Watson. Oh, no, Emma Watson. Yeah. Um, Joe wants to be less temperate, less intemperate. Beth wants to envy others less. And Amy wants to be less selfish. Right, and they agree. Um, they each resolve to read a little of the book every day. So, they give their mom their presents. Um, gloves and hankies and things. Amy takes away the tiny bottle of cologne that she was gonna that was gonna be her present, and the other girls think she's gonna spend the money on herself. But when she gets back, she's got a much bigger bottle of cologne. She felt guilty for being like stingy <laughs> with her dollar. She got like a little one, so I mean to save some money for later. <laughs> and then she's like, "No, I'm gonna be less selfish." So she goes and she buys a big one. And now she's like, "Ha ha! Now my present's the best of them all." <laughs> <laughs> she won. Yes, she two. did win. Um, um, so the book was a present from their mom. From their mom. So she's like, no presents this year, but she's like, no. 
One little thing for you guys. Plus a dollar. The dollar, I think they'd each had been given before or been saved or, or something. I don't think it was for Christmas. Oh. I don't know where they got it from. It's just so, a dollar. Yeah. They just each have to have a dollar. I don't know what happened. I was just shaking my finger. Don't like it. <laughs> okay, I'll stop. Marmy gets back <laughs> <laughs> and tells them she was just at the home of a poor family nearby, the Hummels, who have six children and no food or firewood. Oh my god, sorry, I think my boob's out. Just don't look I was this just way. wasn't looking. I was just yeah, don't look at my boob. Trying to preserve your modesty. Was it has it my entire boob been out? No, 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 no. Just like a little, just like a side boob. Oh, okay. But from like the inside. You know, oh, that, you, know you know when oh, you good. Oh, oh. Fifteen dollars. Got a fucking perfume is that? Probably like in chemist warehouse, you know, the little the cars are like. <laughs> well, I mean I think long. things costed less as well as no. money being worth more. Anyway. Um that's funny though. So this poor family has no food and no firewood and it's Christmas. And she asks the girls if they'll give their Christmas breakfast to the family in charity. And they all agree, despite being, you know, hungry. (laughs) They're like, they're in genteel poverty, which is like chic poverty. (laughs) poverty. You know, they're making ends meet, I guess. They don't get to have nice stuff, but they... What was the Christmas breakfast that they gave her? I'm not sure. Cake. I think. Just I can't cake. remember. Like, yeah, some, something. Just cake. When she talks about food, she usually talks about cake, coffee, and then she'll talk about, like, meat separately, or there'll be, like, salad or whatever. I don't know. Oh, now I'm just getting hungry. I know. We haven't had dinner yet this time. I know. I really am hungry. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, we, we ate dinner last time, and then we were all full and sleepy, so this is probably better. Starving and, like... Starving. <laughs> starving and, like, jittery. <laughs> Keeps us on our toes. Always on my toes. Speaking of... <laughs> I want to sit on my butt. <laughs> I really do. Um, speaking of... Speaking of constantly being on my toes, I uh, went to the doctor and I'm like, hey, doc, why won't this dandruff leave? <laughs> it's um, stress-induced psoriasis on my scalp. Oh, no. Isn't that great? <laughs> I was just like... Like, is that supposed to make me less stressed, doc? <laughs> She's like, I think you should manage your stress better. I'm like, I think you should just write the description. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should manage your mouth. <laughs> So that's great. Uh, I'm sorry. Good for me. Well, it, it'll be your little burden to bear, like like the titular little woman. <laughs> it's my little burden. <laughs> <laughs> so we took a short break. We ate. Audacity crashed a few times. <laughs> Hopefully we'll be okay now. Yeah, it's warm. Sweaty. So the girls have just given away their Christmas breakfast. Oh, yeah. That's what set it off. I heard of Christmas chi- breakfast. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> I want Christmas breakfast. Of chip buddies. Oh, and chicken, sweet chicken. potato chips. Yeah. Okay. Carrots. So the girls all give, the girls all agree despite their own hunger, which turns out to be super gratifying for them, which is nice. And the little kids all call them angels. Little angels. <laughs> little angels. When they get back, they give their mother her presents and they perform a Christmas play written <gasps> by Joe, which they perform for 12 of their friends. Oh my God. I thought you were going to say 12 hours. <laughs> Alright, guys, if you hear kids in the background, it's my neighbors. I, my neighbors are children. They can afford to live here. That's crazy. <laughs> like, so they're like Dickensian orphans picking pockets <laughs> to pay the rent? No, they're the... Oh, have you watched Hostel? No. Sorry. Never mind that. Okay. It's going to be a good reference, but mm. on deaf ears. Joe plays the male parts. And it's revealed that Meg has a great talent for acting and singing. 
Meg. Emma Watson. <laughs> yes. They have a bit of trouble with this set. There's a moment where, like, they built, like, this tower. And then Amy's, like, the princess in the tower. And then Joe's supposed to climb up. Oh, no. The tower and the whole tower, like, falls. Oh. <laughs> well, Amy's, like, hair gets stuck or something. I'm not sure. But, um, but oh. yeah, it's, it's all very amusing. That would not pass an OH&M. Oh, surely not. Good thing that was before it was invented. Afterwards, they discover a feast that their wealthy old neighbor, Mr. Lawrence, has sent over for them. Oh. Having witnessed the charity earlier in the morning and wanting to reward ah. them. How nice is that? Do them um, good, got them good. Also, he's got a cute nephew. Oh, is his name Lori? <laughs> yeah. Is his name Timothy Chalamet? <laughs> yeah. Here we go. Um, Meg and Joe are invited to go to a New Year's Eve dance at a neighbor's. They have a couple mishaps while they're getting ready. Joe burns off some of Meg's hair. She has like it on the curling iron. (laughs) And it's like smoking and she's like, no, it's just the steam. It's just like the water. Oh no. And then she like pulls it off and like the whole hair comes off. Do you remember that viral video of that girl that curls her hair and then she like pulls the curler off and it like burns off that whole part of her hair. Yeah, it's literally that. And she's just like, Joe's nicest dress is burned at the back from standing too close to the fire. Oh my god, it's like Cinderella, the mm. remake. That <laughs> happens to her um, wedding gown. Oh no. I know, they only had, they had like nine of the big blue ones, mm. and they had one of her wedding gown, oh. and it caught on fire because oh, she was standing no. too close to the heater. Oh no. But they fixed it somehow. Okay. I think. It's fine. Um, shit. Anyway, so Meg instructs her to stand with her back to the wall. So it's <laughs> no, not too... God, that's so funny. How so, dark are we talking here? Huh? I, I think like like a good fist-sized hole. No, it's probably bigger, right? Otherwise you'd be able to hide it because they've got a lot of skirts. I just have to watch the movie to see. Mm, yeah. Which Joe does. <laughs> the whole night. She's just... So Joe's hanging out by the wall at the party. <laughs> she feels bored. And awkward, and so she tries to escape to an adjacent room, only to find that it's occupied by the Lawrence boy, who's also hiding, because he felt awkward. Oh my god, but from what I... <laughs> that's, that's the house cat, the littlest woman. Um, oh. Can I help you? <laughs> You're disrupting the podcast. It's an hour, Tweet. Just wait, then you'll get your Christmas breakfast. <laughs> um... From what I understand from the trailers, yeah. it's Florence Pugh and Timothy Chalamet that get married. But it sounds to me <laughs> that Joe found Laurie first. So is there a love triangle well, growing here? I'll, I'll leave that to your judgment. Just yes or no? I mean, I would say no. Oh. It means it's a yes then. Right, okay. <laughs> they immediately hit it off. They share the same sense of humor, and he's been to Europe, which she's dying to hear about. He doesn't mind her boyish manners. Mm-hmm. I put boyish in a quotation, but that's what Louisa May calls so their boyish manners. So, I, she just talks. Yeah, yes. Joe's always like the edgy one, like yeah. the tomboyish one. She's Avril Lavigne. She's oh my gosh, she's, she's Avril wearing Lavigne. a tie. She's Avril Lavigne, and Florence Pugh is um, Taylor like Swift. Britney. Oh, Taylor Swift, yeah. Yeah, you but don't... like the mean brown haired version of Taylor Swift. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> then Meg comes in. She was wearing shoes too small for her. Oh. Um, and has sprained her ankle. Oh no. In the dance. Emma Watts. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to have to hire a carriage to go home, but Laurie offers to take them. So like, that's nice. Just like 
carry No, he has a carriage. So he's like, let me drive you home. And they're like, no, you shouldn't. You, it's the night's young. You should stay. And he's like, no, I, I don't like it. I, <laughs> I want to go. <laughs> All right, Mr. Darcy. <laughs> Sipping his punch. <laughs> Meg and Joe go back to work after the holidays. So what? Meg's a governess to a nearby family of ah. four kids. And Joe's a kind of PA to a wealthy maiden Aunt March. They call her a companion. So I think she's just there to kind of help out around the house and like... A glorified maid kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, and like read to her and stuff. Oh yeah, not bad. I get, wait, Meg's sixteen, right? So yes. Joe's like what? Fifteen. Oh. Working age, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> back then. Um, and also because with the dad off, oh, they would have put some money in somehow. But anyway, they don't get along great, Aunt March and Joe. Oh no. But when she like falls asleep in her armchair, Joe gets a full run on the library, which is pretty cool. She's got like a big mansion. She's quite a wealthy woman. Beth works at home. Basically, as the housekeeper, they have a housekeeper, but Beth also kind of keeps house, I guess. Mm. Um, she's too shy for school, apparently. Which what is does that mean? I don't know. Go to school. I guess it was a good excuse back then. That's Eliza, what's her face? Right? Eliza Scanlon, yeah. Yeah, go to school. She looks after her dolls and kittens and studies oh. piano. She has kittens. <laughs> kittens, plural. Just like this one hanging around here. Mm-hmm. A 16 year old kitten. <laughs> Amy is still at school. Amy. Florence Pugh. Mm -hmm. She's 12. They complain about things to their mum. Meg and Amy both pine for nice things and to live like gentlewomen. Because live like the gentlewomen they rub shoulders with at work and school, respectively. Mm -hmm. Joe complains about Aunt March. Beth doesn't really complain, but their mum tells them a story about a man who lost all four of his sons in the war. (gasps) And kind of throws shade a little bit on them for complaining and tells Mm -hmm. them to count their blessings. And they all recommit to trying to be good. There's oh, like yeah. F- they're the whole book thing. Yeah, there's like a fair bit of this kind of threaded throughout the Oh, but like, uh, I want to complain. And the mom's like, some people have it worse. They're like, oh. <laughs> starving kids in Africa. Fine. <laughs> Basically, yeah, that exact thing. Oh, my God. Oh, oh I know what it's called. <laughs> Christian guilt. Catholic guilt. Oh, no. They, no they're they Christian. Pro- Protestant guilt. 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 One day, while they're having a snow fight, Joe notices the boy next door, Laurie, watching them play and looking bummed. Oh, he was just next door and he had yeah, to so drive Yeah, so and it's carriage. like a big... Well, they were both at a party, like, a while away. Oh, uh, they were like, at the party oh, at his house. Okay. No, 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 no. Laurie's bummed, so she throws a snowball at his window and nice. they have a cute little shouted conversation where oh. she learns he has a cold and he's bored. Oh, I need to watch this movie because I'm just imagining <laughs> Timothy Chalamet. Like, yeah, he's like, really cute. Like a red nose and he's like... The cold. <laughs> oh my god. Um, so she goes up to visit him and she takes Beth's kittens with her <gasps> at Beth's suggestion. How many kittens are there? More than one? I think like three. Are there kittens in the movie? I don't think so. Ah. I know. Huh. Ugh. Maybe. Why would I have forgotten them though? Anyway, um, as well as a cake made by Meg. Oh. Turns out he's lonely and jealous of the fun games he sees them playing. Um, and she gives him basically a standing invitation to hang out with them. Yeah, why not? And he invites her to check out his library, which she's <gasps> stoked about because she's got a big fancy library. And also, too. she loves libraries because she, she, write, sure she writes does. the plays. <laughs> she's not like other girls. <laughs> <laughs> she's literally her character in Atonement, but not terrible, I hope. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, no, not, no, not terrible. Doesn't send James McAvoy off to, to war. <laughs> Oh, no. Although they make a deal of, like, her wanting to go to war. She's like, I wish I was a boy and that way I could go to war with my father. You don't want to go. <laughs> yeah, well, she, yeah, she, no, she doesn't, but like, she doesn't. We just watched Legends of the Fall and they thought they wanted to go. They did not. <laughs> they did not. 
Remember the stupid brother, Sam? Yes. He was like, I want to mm-hmm. go to war. And, he gets... and we were all like, I wonder if he'll get killed. And he <laughs> he literally gets there and then he writes back. He's like, oh, this is not what I thought it would be. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you mean awful? <laughs> like your father said it would be? Like Anthony Hopkins warned you? <laughs> who He was at the old war and he was like, guys, don't A do it. A guy who ought to know. Oh, yeah, Lori. Yeah. Um, she also meets his grandfather, Mr. Lawrence. When he walks, Mr. Lori. Mr. Yeah. Lawrence. When he walks in on her saying he's in, he looks intimidating, she's like looking at a portrait of him. And she's like, he's intimidating, but he's not as handsome as my grandfather. Is his name Lawrence Lawrence? No, his name's Theodore Lawrence. But he goes by Lawrence. Like, it's on his last name. Okay. She calls him Teddy sometimes. Oh, I know. It's cute. I mean, I think his first name's Theodore. You read it. Because she calls him Teddy. So anyway. His name could just be Teddy, like Teddy Geiger, remember him? That, that can't have been his real name. Could just be Teddy. Theodore Geiger. That sounds like a scientist. <laughs> he, he discovered um, mad beats. <laughs> <laughs> he mustered every ounce of confidence he had. Anyway. Anyway. Hot grandpa. Well, no, like scary grandpa. Remember she said my grandpa's hot, yours is scary. Yes. Yeah. But her grandpa's dead, I'm pretty sure. Anyway. He could still be hot. Well. In mem- in for- memoriam. <laughs> Luckily, he thinks that's pretty funny. And he finds her pretty charming, complimenting her grandpa, who he knew. And offering her tea. Nice. Joe finds out from Marmy later that Laurie's dad... <laughs> that Laurie's dad married an Italian woman, a musician, which displeased Mr. Lawrence, which is why he doesn't love it when Laurie plays piano. That reminds me of the woman who's still in his son's heart. He married for love. Mm -hmm. Anyway, all the girls start going over to visit except Beth, who's too shy. Mr. Lawrence later asks Marmy, (laughs) making sure Beth can hear, if any of the girls would like to come over and play the grand piano to keep it in tune. Oh, for Beth, because she plays the piano Mm -hmm. with her little kittens and her little (laughs) dolls. Um, this manages to get Beth over her fear, and she starts going over to the house daily and develops a really cute friendship with Mr. Lawrence, Aww. who is reminded of his dead granddaughter by her. Every like the whole story is just moments going, oh, <laughs> like it's, it's such a wholesome book. She makes him a beautiful pair of slippers. Why by does way he have a things. dead granddaughter? I don't know. Everyone had one back then. Oh my god. <laughs> And then he surprises her by delivering to the March home a piano of her own. Oh. Meanwhile, you're going to have to think of something else to say to react. What about, um, shucks? <laughs> I'll come up with something different each time I want to say, oh. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's going to get weird. Meanwhile, Amy gets in trouble at school and gets beaten for it. Like, what? my hands. Like, oh. Um, <laughs> not like, not like Fight Club. <laughs> it's just like, she got like an F and they just like take her down. <laughs> no, it was like she had candied limes like pickled limes was like the hot thing at school you know when we were yeah. at school and it was like those plastic woven shit that yeah yeah like there was whatever, whatever anyway that was limes. it and they, well they got banned and she had some hidden in her desk and then she got beaten why would they be banned they're just limes i don't know what are the kids doing with the limes not thinking about jesus that's for sure and that's what school's for so, so focus you, on jesus if you eat a lime you're a whore <laughs> Satan's apples. <laughs> Satan's tart lemons. <laughs> oh gosh. Okay. Yep, um, it's it's quite funny. Like she has a whole thing. 
Joe and Meg get invited to go with Laurie to the theatre one night, and Amy cries because she wants to go, but Joe refuses and is really mean to her. Why? Because she's a big sister and she's mean. Oh, yeah. Um, while they're out, Amy takes the manuscript of the novel Joe's working on and burns it. <gasps> I think I remember that part. Because, you yeah. know what? I remember I read it because I was part of a um, book club in grade five. Aww. Don't at me. We all had to be part of like some extracurricular club. <laughs> and I was like, well, I don't play any instruments. <laughs> I do know how to read good. Um, and we watched like the super old movie of it. And I do. Yes. I remember. Like the 40s one with Catherine Hepburn. Yeah. Mm. I remember someone lighting something on fire. Yes. And then someone screaming about it. I'm like, that's Well, reasonable. this is that part. <laughs> oh, here we go. Joe swears never to forgive her, even after Amy apologizes multiple times. Well, there weren't any backup copies. No. It's not like she had, like, a, a drive to upload. It's not <laughs> on the cloud. <laughs> the next day, Joe and Laurie are set to go ice skating. Aww. And Amy tries to join them. She was promised that the next time she'd get to go. Um, but Joe, like, leaves her behind. <laughs> and because Joe left her behind, she misses Laurie's warning to stay away from the middle of the river where the ice is thin. And so as she's trying to catch up to them on the river, it breaks and she gets caught in the freezing water. This is Amy, right? Yeah. Oh, no. Laurie thinks on his feet and whips a frozen, figuratively, Joe into gear to help save her frozen, literally, sister. Did you write that? I did. Are you proud of yourself? (laughs) Yes. All right. (laughs) Joe confesses her guilt to her mother afterwards. That by letting her anger consume her, she could have lost Amy as a result. And she genuinely could have. This is what she said she wanted to get rid of when she had the little pilgrim exactly. book. Exactly! Refer to your little book. Mm-hmm. Mommy confesses. <laughs> Mommy. <laughs> Mommy. Wait, what was um, Amy's... Selfish. Selfish. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Amy. <laughs> All right. Um, how do you feel about Amy? At the moment. Well, I know she marries Lori. So, so you want to like her. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to be on her side here. <laughs> She's not making it easy. She's like 12. Oh, yeah. I remember point. being 12 and old. God, can you imagine? Yes. And then yeah, your older <laughs> sister's hanging out with the hot boy next door. You're like, I want to come. Mm-hmm. Well, I was, I was the mean older sister. but I was both at the same time. <laughs> Just me to me. You bullied yourself. <laughs> Can't go. Oh. <laughs> Marmy confesses in kind, admitting that she has a hot temper like Joe's, and it has taken her 40 years to master it. And then she kind of goes back to the book, like, you know, believe in Jesus, he'll, be, he'll help you. Meg goes to stay with a wealthy friend, Annie Moffat, for a fortnight. Why? It's, it's the season? Like, do you, do you know about the season? Where it's like, girls go to balls, and like, girls who are out, who are, who are like, eligible to be married. Sure. There's like, a lot of events and stuff. Good for It's like me. an English thing, it's like an old-fashioned thing. Good for them. Anyway, it's it's that kind of thing. So there's going to be like a fortnight of events and stuff. So she's going out to parties and things, but she feels bad about her shabby dress. Oh. But her friends lend her a prettier one, and she feels great and has a great time until Laurie shows up and shits on her for it. What? Why? Yeah. He's like, I don't like bustle feathers. He's like, you look ridiculous. Because <laughs> she doesn't look like herself. He thinks she's phony, you know, in that teenage boy kind of way. He doesn't even know her that well. He knows mm-hmm. Joe. Like, pretty well. He's been hanging out with all of them uh, quite a bit. Like, he hangs out with the, them as a family. Oh, my God. You know what he just did? He just ronned Hermione. For reals. You know, at he the ball. He yeah. And she looked so good. And he was like, ugh. And then she was like, go to bed, both of you. And she's like, crying. <laughs> yeah, well, that's basically, oh, my God, it's Hermione. I know. <laughs> I don't know what's in There's this part in the film where she pretends to do an English accent. 
She's like doing like a, she's like pretending to be an, she's obviously acting as an American girl pretending to do an English accent. But all I could think of was like, Hermione. Remember when um, Victor Crumb would call her like Hermione? Hermione. I was like, doing the best. He was like a 30 year old man. (laughs) The actor? He looked like. Well, he was supposed to be like 18. Yeah. You've seen the movies. Yeah. 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 I can't. I mean, not recently. No, you don't rewatch them every year. Just like as a no. fun time. To that would be the kind of thing I would do, wouldn't it? But no, I haven't. And she's like, "Can a bitch live?" <laughs> um, to compound matters, she overhears gossip that <gasps> her mother is planning to marry her off to Laurie. Oh no! Which makes her angry, but she like, holds it in. She's like, "How dare you gossip about me behind, behind my back?" How old is Lori? Her age, like 16? Joe's age, 15. But she treats him like he was like 12. <laughs> She's like, I'm the oldest. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. Um, so she gets home at last. She feels super, super bad about all the champagne drinking and flirting and confesses it to her mum and to Joe. Why is that bad? Because it's the 1800s. Oh, um, <laughs> And a bitch cannot live. A bitch truly could not. <laughs> Um, and she tells Marmy about the gossip. <laughs> Marmy, guess what I heard? <laughs> I want to adjust. Yeah, sure. Uh. <laughs> and she tells Marmy about the gossip, which she denies. Um, and she says she'd rather they marry for love. Mm-hmm. In the spring, the girls let Laurie into their secret society the PC club, which is modeled on, I think, like the Pickwick club. It's like a Dickens reference, which I don't actually know. First of all, I'm sorry. Did you ever watch Gilmore Girls? I've watched like a lot of episodes from all over it. That's a no. Anyway, (laughs) when Rory goes to fucking Yale Uh and she hooks up with Logan, this little (laughs) trust fund rich boy, Uh he's part of the secret club. Mm Mm-hmm. I forgot what they're called, something society, and they um, do these stupid pranks to like feel alive to carpe the old DM. <laughs> and the thing she joins in on is like they're on top of like a. They're on something. I don't know. They're somewhere high. They're on a high, high vantage and then point. They all get like an umbrella and jump off the thing and like Mary Poppins down. That's not how it works. It worked somehow. Mm-hmm. Well, it shouldn't have. Anyway, that was my point. Okay. That, there's a... Oh God. Why can't you so get, you know about PC clubs. Why can't you get all my references? Um, what is PC? That's just what they call the club. And they open... So they let Laurie in and they open a post office for themselves, which oh. is just a little birdhouse kind of in the hedge between their two houses where they leave things, letters and packages to each other. And I think the adults do as well. The adults are like, why not? Why not? And they just leave stuff to each other. But um, Mr. Brooke, Laurie's cute tutor, has taken a shine to Meg and delivers her a glove she left at the house, (gasps) as well as a poem translated from German. So he leaves it in a little blood box for her. How old is this tutor? 20s. That's fine. Yeah. It's the olden days. (laughs) Could be worse. In summer, Laurie has a picnic where he invites a big old group of friends, including the Vaughns, an English family. To friends of his from overseas who are sort of in the country. Every time you say something like mildly spicy, I keep looking over like there's a camera and I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like wrong. The Vaughns. <laughs> Kate, the oldest, is standoffish. Then <laughs> the twins, Fred and Frank. Fred is a prankster, while Frank is lame. So he's, he's lame. It was what they used to call it when you were unconscious. Oh. Why would you not start with that? I thought you just meant like lame, like he's a narc, or it's like no one wants <laughs> no. to play with him. Sorry, that's just he's, how like, they, that's how the book describes him. No, he's just like on crutches. 
And Grace is basically just like Amy. <laughs> and they get along really well. Oh, good for them. It's a little, little girl. They boat over to the other side of the river and there's a big marquee set up and everyone plays croquet. Which Joe wins, even though Fred cheats. She gets very angry, but she controls herself. Little pilgrim. Mm-hmm. Um, they play a storytelling game, like a tandem story. I don't know. It's like theater games. I don't know why. But they, she includes the whole story in the book. Just, why not? Just fine. She's probably getting paid by the word, so why not? Hmm. Kate looks down on Meg for being a governess. But Mr. Book <gasps> defends her. And America. <laughs> Um, and helps Meg <laughs> read a German poem. She doesn't really realize he's got a crush on her, but she likes him and is grateful for him defending Aww. from Kate. So Who plays Mr. Like, Brooks in the movie? I don't know his name. Is he cute? He's alright. Alright. I don't know his name. We look it up and it's literally like Jude Law or something. <laughs> no, not quite like that. Also, he's like 50. <laughs> I said it. He, he's still... I, I, I'd go there. You can still get it. Joe and Laurie meet later. So he was like in a fencing lesson and, and they like run into each other on the street. And they discover they each have a secret <gasps> to share. Joe has left two stories with a newspaper who's going to print them. For free though. But like that's still super exciting. Mm-hmm. And Under her name or like a little alias? Under her name I think at this point. Oh. It's like a local paper. Um, and so Laurie cool. has a secret. He knows that Brooke kept one of Meg's gloves. Explain your face. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's the face you make when your food comes to... You're you're at a restaurant waiting for the food, and then waiters pass by with what you think is your food, and it's not, but then suddenly it's coming towards you, and you're like... (laughs) Sure. You asked me to explain my face. Yeah, yeah, I think that's pretty good. (laughs) I don't even see my face. Um, I think you should explain it. I think just the noise. <laughs> it's saucy. It is saucy. And that's why only one of them was given back in chapter 12. Laurie thinks it's great, but Joe is upset. Yeah. She doesn't want anyone taking Meg away from the house. Oh, yeah. It's her best friend, basically. So she's stiff and cold to Brooke from then on. Oh, no. <laughs> He's like, I don't understand. <laughs> He's like, hey, Joe, one. No, okay. <laughs> Eventually, she comes home with the paper and reads everyone the story without telling them that she wrote it. And oh, no. And then she's like, and it was me! And everyone's like, oh my god, yay! Oh, I thought she wrote it. Everyone was like, okay, lame. No, they were like, oh, I love it. I love it because it has everything they like. Ah. Anyway, on a dark day in November, they get a letter that their father is in hospital in Washington. But he wasn't even doing anything in the world. He was being there. But he wasn't, like, fighting or I think he got, like, a disease. You know how they get diseases in the barracks back then? I guess, yeah. Go through. Go through them. Um, missed it, all that touching of forehead. Stop it. <laughs> yeah, he's in the hospital. Yes. And then what? Their mother has to go down there at once. Mr. Brooke goes as her escort. Before she goes, Joe gives her $25. Oh. And when they ask where she got it, she takes off her beanie and reveals she sold all of her hair. What? She went to a hairdresser and she's like, how much for this? And they're like, $25. She was like, take hair? it. They make wigs and stuff out of it. Oh. Yeah. Or like hair pieces. Does this happen in the movie? No. (laughs) Oh. Um, spoiler. But yeah. What? And it's really cute later because she like cries over it. She's like, I miss my hair. (laughs) (laughs) We'll grow back. Yeah, yeah. So while mommy, (laughs) Marmy, is down there um, in Washington. With Darty. 
Beth contracts scarlet fever Uh-oh. from the Hummels. The poor family from earlier. She was <gasps> the only one who's been going to visit them, right? Oh, no. Um, and in, like, the darkest moment of the entire book, yeah. the baby, like, dies of scarlet fever in her arms. And then when she gets back, they, like, feel her forehead, and she's like, I don't feel so good. And they're like, you have scarlet fever. Uh-oh. Um, which I meant to look up. And I know that Beth does die, because in Friends, that's what Rachel does to get to Joey. She's like, yeah, Beth dies. Beth dies. He's like, no. And he's like, <gasps> It actually, he had to reread it a couple of times, because he thought it had, um, he thought Laurie and, um... Laurie was a girl and Joe was a boy. <laughs> and he was like, that's everything The Shining does it. Lesbians. And Rachel's like, what? <laughs> that's funny. With Beth bedridden, Amy has to be sent off to live with Aunt March. Because she's the only girl who hasn't had scarlet fever yet. So the other oh. two are Amy, but Amy's not. So she has to go. No vaccines. Yeah. yeah. She refuses to go, but Laurie promises to come visit her every day, which he does. Oh, that's how they fall in love, I guess. Well, that's how they become close. While Beth is sick, everyone is surprised by how many friends she has. The milkman and the grocer check in on her. Oh, yeah, because she's the shy one. Yeah, and everyone feels her absence really keenly. Remember, she was the only one doing like a lot of the stuff around the house. Yeah, and her kittens. Yeah. Um, although they do have a housekeeper called Hannah, who's kind of been left in charge while Marmy's mm. away. Marmy, come barky. <laughs> <laughs> Beth grows delirious and the girls beg to be allowed to write to their mother about it, but Hannah doesn't want them to until a doctor comes and it's like, yeah, you need to call your mum right away. She didn't want to like worry her until there was and draw her away because the dad's sick as well, right? Oh, so. everyone's sick. <laughs> That's basically the tagline of the 1800s. Everyone's sick. So the doctor comes and is like, yeah, you need to call her mum right away. So that night at two in the morning, Beth goes still and Uh-oh. looks peaceful and free of pain. Uh-oh. Joe thinks she's dead, but Hannah realizes that the fever has finally broken and Beth's going to survive. Meantime, Amy's actually getting along quite well without March and makes friends. I have a question. Yes? Do they have any medicine for, like, scarlet fever? Or is it just like, Not Ooh. for scarlet fever. I think they had, like, aspirin and stuff like that. They were that. just like, I hope she doesn't die. <laughs> just here's some cocaine. Yeah. No, it was, it was kind of, we were at that point, I think, in medicine where it was like, heroin? <laughs> Anyone want some crack? <laughs> So Amy actually gets along really well with Aunt March and makes friends with the Catholic maid, Esther, who shows her all the jewels and explains what a rosary is. Esther helps Amy set up a little chapel of her own in her dressing room. <laughs> it's cute. Uh, and gets Laurie to help her write a will. Um, Amy gets Laurie to help her write a will as Beth's near miss has had her meditating on mortality. Oh my god, she's like 12. <laughs> yeah. Um, Amy receives a turquoise ring at the end of her stay as a sort of reward for good behaviour. Dope. She's she's stoked about, but she's also becoming a good little girl. Like she's, she's not all about the ring now. She's, she's learning like, how it's not. nice. I suppose <laughs> I'll wear it as a reminder to be good. Oh my god, Florence. <laughs> Marmy gets home and mm. everything is okay. Dardy's Le- okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's okay. He's not coming back. Um, he isn't back yet. Joe lets her know what Laurie told her about John Brooke. But as she just spent her time in Washington with him and likes him now, remember he went down as an escort mm-hmm. for her. Um, this doesn't go down as Joe hopes. She's like, oh, I like him. He's nice. <laughs> He's probably nice. He is Joe's nice. just, you know, Joe. Um, through some shenanigans with Laurie, Meg finds out how Brooke feels about her. <gasps> but it's resolved to give him only the answer, I'm too young, if he oh. ever brings it up with her. Oh, on Christmas Day, to their surprise, Laurie comes in and tells them he has a present for them. 
their fathers come home. Dirty! <laughs> In the excitement, Brooke kisses Meg. Oh. By mistake, which... How does that happen? It's like, oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've been excited, and my lips have just stayed here. <laughs> It's like um, mm-hmm. another Friends reference. In yeah. high school, Ross had a crush on Rachel, and he tried to kiss her, and his excuse was um, he needed chapstick, and she had some on her mouth, and it was a dry day. Uh, it did not work. No. <laughs> He's like, oh no, I was trying to kiss your father? Like, I don't know. I don't know how he played that down. Yeah. <laughs> how does he do that? He's like, whoops. <laughs> Ooh, Meg. <laughs> so I thought this was all good their father notes their changes in character for the better um he observes that Meg's hands once pretty and smooth are now burned and hardened but he says that they're still beautiful whose hands Meg's why because she's been like housekeeping oh it's you <laughs> my hands are beautiful thank you very much not a scratch on them no that's not true yeah, um she didn't even have to do anything there <laughs> Joe has indeed become a little woman, still strong-willed, um, but not as wild and, and caring for Beth has sort of given her a maternal tenderness. Aww. Beth has overcome a lot of her bashfulness um, and everyone's happy that she's safe, whereas Amy is patient now and less vain. How many... Are we halfway through? I'm, I'm scared. Well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> One day Brooke stops by to collect his umbrella and see Mr. Much. Joe flees the room, leaving Meg alone, and she tries to go too, but he catches her hand and confesses his feelings for her. Okay. She attempts to make her speech, but ends up accepting, like, the speech, like, I'm too young. Long um, speech, yeah. Well, there's more to it, but, yeah. Um, um, she ends up accepting his marriage proposal. What? How does that happen? Um, Aunt Marge comes in and tells her not to in a very pride and prejudice moment. And she's like, well, I will! And Joe comes back in to find Meg sitting on his knee, and he, and he calls Joe's sister. Oh no. She's like, what? And then part two. We skip three years. Three years, alright. Meg is 19. Well, it's been a year actually, so she'd be 20. Mm-hmm. So Mr. March is back to being a minister. Brooke has served in the army oh, and no. is back and he's fine. Oh. He got injured, but I think he's fine. Oh, he's fine. Um, he's working as a bookkeeper to earn a home for Meg. Meg is learning housekeeping and is focused on fitting out her home with the help of family and friends. Aunt March, who declared she would never help them with any money, nevertheless gets around this by sending them nice linens via another <laughs> relative. So she loves him, you know. Why didn't she want Meg to marry? Because he's poor. Oh. What? And like they, they won't be able to support themselves, let alone the whole family. Oh. Well, Aunt March is, is isn't even really that related to them, is it? Like she is the sister of their father's father. Okay. Yeah. All right. Distant. Yeah, like it, she's it, there. It's fine. Um, Joe is focused on writing, and Beth has never quite gotten over the scarlet fever. She's like permanently weak now. Oh no! Yeah, uh, that's why I wanted to look it up because I think it might be a cyclical thing, but I'm not 100 sure. Amy is now Aunt March's full-time companion instead of Joe. Oh, why? What's Joe doing? The writing? Yeah, and Amy's being gifted drawing lessons in return. Ah, like with fancy, fancy girls, fancy high-class girls. Laurie is at college and spends most of his time partying and studying just enough to keep his grandpa off his back. And apparently he hazes and gets hazed. Oh my god. <laughs> Which I would have loved more details on, but she doesn't give us any. <sighs> so it's finally time for Meg's wedding. It's yeah. plain, honest, and full of love. Oh. Yeah. I said I'd find more alternatives for all, but there's none. <laughs> it's all. She made her own wedding dress, and she uses only flowers for accessories and decoration. 
It's lovely and it scandalizes Aunt Munch. Amy tries to throw a party for her drawing school friends. Oh, this is like later. Amy tries to throw a party for I her drawing school friends. I thought you meant at the friends. same time. <laughs> no. She's like, Sorry, I should have started. Should have started a new paragraph. Um, she spends loads of time in her own money, and only one of them comes. Oh, no. That's sad. Joe starts writing sensational stories, which is basically like trash. Why why did no one come to her party? Because she's poor, I guess. Oh, and they're like, (laughs) nice. Yeah, and I think it was like the weather was like not great that morning, but it cleared up, and she's like, well, they'll still come. Oh, poor Florence Pugh. (laughs) Pugh. Florence (laughs) Pugh. So she knows that trash will make her a bit of money. And so she's able to buy the house stuff like groceries and a new carpet. Oh. And she's like really encouraged by her success. Yeah. She sells her first novel. Yeah. She gets a $300 advanced and mixed yes. criticism. <laughs> Which means her ego. Mixed criticism. Oh, no. Like contradictory criticism. So it's like, there wasn't enough morals. There were too much morals. There was, you know. No, I know what that means. I just didn't hear it. No, that was, I was giving you an example of the mixed criticism. Oh, I got. thought you just realized. I thought you thought I didn't know what the word mixed meant. And I'm like, hey. Meg has a few misadventures in her new marriage. She tries to make, like, jam and fails. And then yells at him. It's like (laughs) kooky hijinks. Yeah. And it's like, it's all about, yeah, them learning how to be, live together and stuff. And it's a lot of it's pretty, not educational, but like. Instructional. A little bit. Like, girls reading it. So she published this in a kind of, um serialized form so it almost do really well as like a tv show like each of these little things that happens kind of has its own chapter so i think like the girls sort of following along with the story might have been able to see themselves in one or other of the characters and gain sort of instruction from it she spends too much for silk on her dress and you know and he's like that's okay and that but then she sees that he cancels his order for a new winter coat oh no and she feels really bad about it and so she gives the silk back um and she eventually has two twins. She gives birth to twins, Daisy and Demi, and they're really cute. Oh my god, we said two twins. I thought you meant she had like fucking four. <laughs> no, sorry. That was, uh, I'm like, that's so many. Who's she, Roger Federer? Does he have two sets of twins? Yes. Oh my god. I know, the first are two girls, and now they're two boys. That's, oh, that's even. Highly least. seated. Mm. Not only in tennis. <laughs> when making formal calls with Amy around town, um, which she, Amy kind of harangues Joe into coming with her to on these sort of formal calls to visit people. Joe, formal calls? You were just like, if the person was at home, you would like wear nice clothes and if the person was at home, you would sit down and have tea and talk and then go out to the next person's house oh, and sit down. Exhausting. Leave me alone. Well, Joe feels the same way. <laughs> um, <laughs> and during this sort of process, she's really rude to Aunt March. Can we take a BuzzFeed quiz after this to see which uh, little Sister woman we are? I actually got, one time I took that, like, every character quiz. You know, there was, like, one of those quizzes that was, like, literally every fictional character they said they had. And they give you, like, percentages. And I had Joe as my top one. Huh. And this is before I knew about it. And reading it, I'm like, I don't know if I agree with that. <laughs> Maybe the you that took that quiz was more like Joe. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe now you're Meg. Because I'm married. You're Maggie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more mermaid. I'll never be over that. So Joe's like rebelling at Amy's, imploring her to be polite and not weird. She's like, I will be impolite and weird. She declares she doesn't like French and hates um, anyone doing her favors. She doesn't want to be in anyone's debts. She's rewarded 
for these comments by being passed over for a trip to Europe. <laughs> <laughs> Which Amy is invited to instead. <laughs> is this Aunt March's trip to Europe? Um, so Aunt March has a friend. Or, like, they have another aunt who's going to Europe. That's so But funny. I think Aunt March get, got to choose which girl. That's hilarious. Because doesn't she just want to go to Europe? That's her thing. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, Joe is shocked and hurt and jealous and says Amy's too young, but Mommy tells her off saying not to spoil Amy's happiness. Because Amy earned this. Yeah. Mommy's right. <laughs> <laughs> we learn about Amy's travels through her letters home. She talks about all the beautiful things she sees, the colors and scenery, and the history she learns in the museums. How she, long is she gone for? Months. Yo. Months and months and months. She also talks about finding Fred and Frank Vaughan along the journey, who hosted oh. when she's in London. And Fred takes her to Florence and Rome. Ooh. Um, along with, like, oh. another cousin. But, um, but at one point, he and a friend serenade her on the Rhine. I'm just trying to see where she ends up with Timothy Chalamet. And well, it's just not showing up yet. Keep on a listening. It's very romantic. <gasps> really? She likes him, but she does not love him. Wait, who are we talking about right now? Um, Fred. Oh, I thought you meant the Vaughn boy. Uh-uh. Never mind. But he's rich. Yeah. And having believed Aunt March when Aunt March told her she had to marry rich to support the family, Amy says if he asked her, she would agree. However, Frank, the uh, lame Vaughn, uh, becomes ill, and Fred has to rush away to help him to oh, be there for him. Back, I feel like that was really normal back then. People just falling ill. You're like, gotta go. <laughs> it's like, can you pretend to be kind of sick so I can leave? It's like, I am really sick. <laughs> I, I, buddy, I do not have to pretend. <laughs> I'm always at least Do you see sick. this makeup on my face? It is made out of lead. <laughs> oh my God. I have been rubbing mercury into my eyeballs for the last six months. <laughs> Why in the eyeballs? That's what my doctor told me to do. <laughs> and he does cocaine. <laughs> so he knows. <laughs> Back at home, Marmy and Joe notice Beth is depressed, which is sad. Joe develops a theory that Beth's in love with Laurie because she only seems to cheer up when he's around. Interesting. That evening, Joe finds Beth crying herself to sleep, but will not tell Joe what it is. Joe's starting to believe, and rightly so, that Laurie has feelings for her. For Beth? For Joe. Oh. So Joe decides um, that she wants a bit of adventure and to put distance between herself and Joe Laurie. Joe doesn't like Laurie that way? No. Dude, it's Timothy Chalamet. And she's sure some runners. She can have whoever she wants. I know, but it's Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> um, um, anyway, she's hoping he'll forget his feelings for her while she's gone. So she spends six months. So Amy's still in Europe this whole time. So mm. she must be there for like a year and a bit, mm, at wow. least. Where's Joe oh, fucking off to? New York City. Oh, The nice. Big Apple. As a governess for two children. So she's with a friend of her mother who owns a boarding house there. Okay. So she lives in the boarding house and she looks after the children and she gets to meet all sorts of new people. That's pretty cool. And she can still write. Yeah. Um, she takes German lessons with a man called Professor Bayer who lives in the house. He's come to America from Berlin um, to care for the orphaned boys of his sister. His sister's dead. Yes, I figured. From, and he's lovely and charming in German. Wait, how old is this guy? Oh my gosh. Like old, Uh-oh. <laughs> like forty, I guess. Um, for extra, I think it's, she says he's forty. Anyway, for extra money, Joe writes salacious sensation stories. Mm. You know about poisonings and murders and the stuff I read. Yeah, tabloids. <laughs> Clickbait. Clickbait. <laughs> Bear. She writes for Buzzfeed. <laughs> <laughs> extra, extra. 
Gosh, okay. Um, Bayer expresses moral disapproval over this and makes her feel bad. Ah, shout it. So she stops it, even though it's made a lots of money. It was oh, a really no. great thing for her, in my opinion. <laughs> She's developing a crush on him. He's probably got that 1800s German psychoanalyst sexiness. Ew, Freud. <laughs> big beard. Young Freud, big beard. Ew. But he's like 40 and she's like... 21 or 22? That's pretty normal back then. Ugh. Anyway. She can do better than this guy. Yeah. I don't even know. That's why everyone's super mad that she ne- never marries Lori. Yeah. Anyway, when she gets back, Lori proposes marriage. Aww. And she declines. Ugh. And um, it's rough. This is just an emotional roller coaster. It's a, it's hard scene to read. If you've rejected a friend, <laughs> it's hard to read. What about to watch? Um, yeah. Yeah. How does he... Is it all romantic? And she's like, no. No, it's like they're both being, t- like, tormented. Like, he's like, but I love you. And she's like, but I can't love you. And they're both, like, in a lot of pain. I love that. It's, it's really... It's romantic and sad. I need to watch this so bad. Yeah. Alcott says she feels like she stabbed her best friend in the heart. She notices a Who change. Who was the best friend? Lori. She notices a change in Beth for the worse. Oh, no. And she wants to take you to the mountains, but Beth wants to stay closer to home. So they go to the seaside instead, where Joe learns that Beth's secret was not that she was depressed over loving Lori, but that she had given up hope on living. So she was just depressed. Yeah. She's dying. From, and she's From what? It sounds like consumption, just wasting away. Oh, bad. Or as we know it today, tuberculosis. Oh. Yeah. Oh. TB. TB. Mm-hmm. To be what? <laughs> <laughs> TB. Is that a pencil? Hmm. <sighs> Ruining material, you guys. <laughs> Best dying. Wait, yeah, she sure is. Um, she's come to terms with it now and begs Joe to do the same so they may spend their last time together in peace. How does she just peace. know? I guess back then you're like, I'm a little weak. This is death. I get. I don't know. She just. She's a little bit magical, Beth. She's a little bit angelic, <laughs> just in the way she's described. Anyway, this is what she says. She says, "I never wanted to go away, and the hard part now is leaving you all. I'm not afraid, but it seems as if I should be homesick for you, even in heaven." Oh. No, it's so sad. Oh no. So Laurie travels to Europe. With his grandfather to escape his heartbreak and presumably his embarrassment. Well, yeah. Laurie meets Amy in Europe and he slowly falls in love with her as he begins to see her in a new light. So it's one time, like, Amy invites Laurie to a Christmas ball and um, she, like, uses her smarts to dress up beautifully despite being poor. Like, she does, she, like, DIY. Tweaks a dress. Yeah, basically. And she's, like, gets the flowers. She's a crafty queen. She sure is. She's an artist. She wanted to be, her whole dream was to be, like, a big famous artist. Mm. And go to Rome. And, and I guess she's, like, more mature now. And stuff yeah, as well. definitely. She's all European. <laughs> Lori admires her and compliments her, but she encourages him to be blunt and natural like they were at home. She's like, stop being phony. <laughs> oh, my God. All this phony talk. Who are they? Holding cold? Catching the ride? <laughs> Coming soon. Coming soon. <laughs> so Amy's unimpressed by the aimless, idle, and forlorn attitude he's adopted since being rejected by Joe. And um, she, like, tells him off. <laughs> And inspires him to do something worthwhile with his life. But she's, like, cutting. She has this whole speech where she's like, tells him, I despise you. Oh, my God. And she undresses him. It's basically like a Beyonce song. Oh, my God. She, like, reads him. <laughs> she does. Filled. Here's one. You, so he's part of it, but it, it's long. She says, you have grown abominably, abominably lazy and you like gossip and waste time on frivolous things. You are contented to be petted and admired by silly people mm-hmm. instead of being loved and respected by wise ones. 
I feel a tar. And then she says this, the, the author, the, the narrator says this, which is great. It says, Amy's lecture did Laurie good, though, of course, he did not own it till long afterward. Men seldom do, for when women are the advisors, the lords of creation don't take advice till they have persuaded themselves that it is just what they intended to do. Then they act upon it, and if it succeeds, they give the weaker vessel half the credit of it. If it fails, they generously give her the whole. <laughs> ha! 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 Oh. Got him. <laughs> she got him. <laughs> She's in. <laughs> when the news of Beth's death finally reaches them, oh, they console each other. She just dies. Yeah. And their romance develops. Amy's aunt will not allow Amy to return with Laurie. Why? With just Laurie and his grandfather. So they get married before returning home from Europe. Oh, little... For propriety. Oh, almost shotgunny way. Pretty much. Like a little elopement, basically. Yeah. Um, at home, Meg and John navigate having two tiny little children. We get some cute scenes of, like, disciplining them. Like, the little boy, like, won't go to bed. And, like, Meg's too nice. She, like, gives him a sugar cube to get him to go to bed. And he comes down anyway. And then the dad's like, no! (laughs) And it's cute. Do you see that in the movie? Not really. (gasps) You get a couple scenes of of them. but And they are lovely and sweet. I just like that one. (sighs) Professor Bayer. Oh, no. The German. (laughs) Goes to the marches and stays for two weeks. He's hot in the movie. It's okay. Why does Joe have darty issues? <laughs> oh, no. He's hot in the movie. Yeah. yeah Who's he played by? A guy I don't know. I think he's French or something. Oh, you're useless. Um, yeah. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. On his last day, he proposes to Joe. Ew. Please tell me she says no. Joe is stoked and oh. actually accepts. Joe! Aunt March dies. I'm kind of rushing through the last bits. Aunt March dies and she leaves her mansion to Joe. Ooh. Joe yeah. and Bear turn the house into a school. That's pretty cool. The boys. Ugh. They have two sons of their own. Oh no, I thought it was going to be like she didn't end up staying with them or something. Yeah, no. Joe. This is, it, it was still written in the 1860s, like she had to get married. Um, Amy and Laurie have a daughter named Beth, and she's also sickly, which is like, oh fuck! It's almost like the author's punishing her for being like to having it all, like having a good life. Or just like anyone named Beth, it's like yeah, well, that's like be a little sick. Isn't that like makes you think it's like cursed? Let's say more Beth. Don't. Okay, the last scene of the story is apple picking time. Oh, and they all celebrate Marmy's sixtieth birthday Marmy. together. Where's Darty? He's around. <laughs> He's there. <laughs> and that is the end of the Storm Army. Storm Army. The Stormy. Stormy. <laughs> oh, so I guess it's literally just like a a little sneak peek into the little women's lives. Yeah, it's like a slice of life. Yeah, there's not like a big like three act like No, it's mm-hmm. a lot more um episodic, like a TV mm. show, honestly. I'm surprised yeah. it's never been a series. Yeah, like... Because that's how it was written. Like it was Pride written and Prejudice the, like, or something. serial publishing in a newspaper. Yeah, I'm surprised. Are you sure? Maybe there is one. I just don't know. Oh, look, it's possible. It's so It's been popular for so long. Since the 1800s. There must be loads of adaptations of it. I hope, um... I hope, uh... What's her face? Florence. Amy. Like, when her and Laurie fell in love... I hope she never felt like second fiddle to Joe or something like she's the rebound. Or, mm-hmm. I guess not. Uh, I was going to say, mm, oh, the romanticization of poverty is really interesting to me. Well, you got to make them feel better somehow. <laughs> the poors. Yeah, <laughs> the poors. It's like, oh, poor chic. <laughs> well, that's what I was like. 
You know in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory where he like stares up through the hole in his ceiling at the stars and he's like, one day. <laughs> Original or remake? I don't know, one of the, probably the remake actually, but there's, um, it's just like, he's going to get rained on. <laughs> like, this isn't romantic. He's He's going to get frostbite. <laughs> yeah, tetanus. <laughs> I don't know why that's my favorite disease to just bring up. Tetanus. Tetanus. It can strike at any time. It really cannot. If you step on a rusty nail, it can. How many rusty nails are around? A lot at this time. Yeah, my biggest takeaway is uh, I love Marmy. If I ever have name. children, they have to call me Marmy. No, gross. I will take nothing less than Marmy. <laughs> Marmy. Marmy. <laughs> Happy Marmy's Day. And I'm like... Is it... Since they're from Massachusetts, do they have, like, Boston accents? So is it, like, Mommy? (laughs) Is that what it is? It's like the Wahlbergs. Mommy. (laughs) Mommy. (laughs) I think we just discovered the way it's meant to be pronounced. Mommy. Mommy. No daddy. No pocky. (laughs) Oh, God. It's hot. What else happened? We only need eight questions... To figure out which little women character you are. Only eight. Okay, top one. Ooh, pick a female artist. I chose Lady Gaga. Oh, Beyonce. Am I allowed? I don't know. I know. Are you really that into Beyonce, though? Aside from Lemonade? I like her more than the others. Okay. Pick an ice cream. I'm going to choose the one that looks like gelato, like pistachio gelato in the bottom. Oh, sure. (gasps) Pick a novel. Pride and Prejudice. I like the waffle cone. I'm a big waffle cone person. Yeah, it's good, right? Pride and Prejudice. Oh, I love Gone Girl, though. Pride and Prejudice. Can you let me read the options first? Sorry. <laughs> Pride and Prejudice, Hunger Games, Twilight, Gone Girl. Oh, my God. I love Twilight, but not in, like, an earnest way. Like, in yeah. a disgust. Oh, I like the movie more, I guess. I've never read Pride and Prejudice. We did the thing on it. I don't. Which is fun, right? But I did like reading Gone Girl. It was sp- kind of spoopier than the movie in the yeah, way that you're fun. like, did he? Did he do it? Yeah. I'm going to choose Gone Girl. Me too. Pick a dog. Oh. Oh, they're all beautiful. I'm going to choose the one that's in a field. I know two of them are in a field. The one that's like away from the bubble. The one that's like, ah. Yeah, the happy looking sort of um, Labrador. I'm going to choose the. No, no, the one with the bubble. Oh, the one with the bubble. So the poodly. I don't know what that is. Um, I'm going to choose the sort of snow dog looking one. Oh, yeah, that's cute. Looks like a sheep dog. Uh, Pick a season. Fall. Spring. Oh, I'm Jill. I'm Amy. <laughs> Courageous, creative, honest, and headstrong. You're just like Joe March. Useful, what? fiery, inspired, and with a heart of gold, you're just like Amy. Oh, uh, you get to marry Timothy, though. Oh, uh, yeah. I get All to right. be Florence Pugh, which... You are Florence Pugh. Well, there you go. All right. That's it. That's a wrap on Little Women. We gotta go. We gotta turn the fan on. Oh, my God. All right, please turn the fan on. <laughs> Find our marmies. No. No, sorry. Try to be marmies. Try to find our darties. <laughs> We're just two marmies. <laughs> Try to find our darties. So we can have our own little women. 